So, we're back. Recovery as an excuse. Recovery as an excuse to not fully hop into the day-to-day reality of society, so to speak. I know that was that's a, that's a very interesting way of because we all know once you're once you're in recovery, you kind of you're forced to partake and participate in things that are happening. <laughs> society is like when I even say, "What is the world actually? What is society actually?" Right? This construct, this grouping of people who you know create a series of rules that we live by, and so on and so forth. But what I'm, but really, recovery as an excuse to not participate in the society, what the society of binge drinkers or, you know, people that, you know, recreationally abuse Xanax or, you know, like what? What society, you know? We live in a world, it's like there's just so many subcultures and sub-societies and, and, and various norms and sub-norms getting blown up here. You know when you you, you, you you never ever get texts and then suddenly it's like you get 50 million texts at once. That's what's happening, sort of. Anyway. Not participating as somebody in recovery. So, using the recovery as a shield. Oh, did you do this? Did you um, go back to school? No, I'm not ready to go back to school because I'm in recovery. Oh, did you ask that girl out? Oh, did you ask that dude out? Oh, did you, um, oh yeah, that happens. So, <laughs> yeah, did you ask that dude out? Oh, did you attend X event? Oh, did you... to talk at TEDx or whatever. No, I'm, you know, I know these examples maybe don't really exactly fit, but they're true. The point is not feeling prepared as a result of being in this process of recovery, which is a forever thing. You know, and I had those, those various drinks a week ago or so, or like a week and two weeks now. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is how normal people drink. You you know what I mean? Like they drink and they move on. It's weird thinking that. Like I've never, I've never, well, maybe as a child, maybe as like a, actually, yeah, there, there, there was definitely a point. I shouldn't act like it's some big mystical thing as to how normal people drink. It isn't, really. They drink and they move on. Right? I'm sure you all in the audience, you, you drink and you move on. Some of you... See, for me, in my experience, it only became an everyday or virtually everyday thing at a certain point in my late 20s. So I know the life before. It's not like it's a mystical thing. I know. But it was interesting being further removed from the, the bottom of the 
bottom of the whiskey barrel to be like, oh shit, this is exactly how this is how responsible people sort of drink. They drink a couple of drinks. That's it. They don't think anything of it. They don't dwell on it. They don't say, oh, woe is me, my two drinks. They don't even worry. Like, healthy people don't even worry about the calories necessarily. Oh, the calories in my one can of fucking cider. Like, and those that do, that's a different, that's a different thing entirely. The super calorie counters. But that's, that's that's a totally different topic. But, a normal healthy person consumes a certain amount of booze and then they're done. They're like, oh, I've had too much and I'm, they're done. You know. And they move on. I just kind of went off in my mind there thinking about... You see, the problem with the with the... The story of recovery is that depending on how bad you were, you may have burned some relationships, you may have, you know, hurt some people, you may have blocked things out, you may have totally forgotten about things, or maybe you don't even realize what you did to some people, but there and that's why that's another reason why I think it's a dangerous it's a dangerous label to just grab onto and just use because it almost negates a bunch of shit that you really gotta take responsibility for you know you did this you know you did that and even if you don't know even if you don't remember or even if you had no clue at all because you're so oblivious and lost in your own world you're still responsible for it It's like I have oh man. There's some shit that that one has to take responsibility for that could be it may even be so heavy that you really just like I just don't even want to deal with it. That's some real disconnected associating, compartmentalizing, whatever it is, you know, treating your actions as if they were somebody else's actions. It's like that movie analogy, looking at looking at your life as if it was a movie. You're like, oh, there was this scene that sucked. That wasn't me. That ain't me. Yes, it was you. But inevitably, like, you know, people overcome worse shit. People overcome all kinds of things. People do some of the worst possible things. I was, there's this one dude. <laughs> I was watching this documentary, and I guess this one dude, like a lot of people in the U.S., gets locked up when he's 14. What did he do? I believe he murdered, he murdered somebody. I think it was at 14. And I know this isn't exactly like I'm sure to anybody who's about to go try and YouTube this, you're not really gonna find it because there's so many of these documentaries. But one dude gets locked up at 14, solitary. No, 
He murders somebody, gets locked up at 14. The judge is like, no, you're an adult. Life without parole. So at the time of this documentary, I think he might be in his 40s. the Diabetes Association they always call around this time one sec so the dude gets locked up for life and he goes so he goes in at 14 not knowing anything nothing that resembles a normal teenager's life but by the time they're interviewing him in this documentary he's been like he's read everything one of the most articulate people, no slangology, you know, very high level vocabulary, but he's just, he ain't coming out of jail. That's, I mean, obviously you can, you know, we see the Centoya Browns and, you know, various other cases. People do get their justice. People do grow. People are put into scenarios that they did not necessarily want to be in and defended themselves and acted in a way that whether or not it's illegal or not it protected their life at a certain moment then there's the mindless you know immature and dangerous actions of others but I I totally went off script there I don't know what the hell I was talking about there for a minute but I'm gonna end this right here cause we gotta keep these episodes short so All the best, folks. Peace. thinking again about the norms and the societies and the cultures and the subcultures and I was thinking also about um, the North American educational model where really it's the global go to university and or college model and how we well at least up until very recently let's say 2008 so up until 2008 People perceived the person with a degree, not each and not everybody, but you know, quote unquote society or the overall perception, the historical perception of people with post-secondary as being so knowledgeable and their going to university and or college, but specifically university makes them somehow smarter than others and an undertone of that is and I'll get to that an undertone of that is that they're somewhat better people because they went and did this there's there's an undertone of that there's an undertone of that that people with university degrees are somehow better people there's an undertone of that or at least that's what I have heard in my own experience and I want to get this off of my mind and share this with y'all because I'm sure you guys know exactly you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know this. 
So what, what? And I've gone on many, many rants about this probably last year about like this whole vocational school versus university or even college, like at least in the Canadian sense of what we call college. Or okay, let's just say community college versus university. Which one's better? What one's practical? One's theoretical? Blah blah blah. You know the argument. All the student loans and the debt, and you can't get a job, a real job, because their degrees are useless. And then, you know, quote-unquote community college people are supposedly, quote-unquote, not as smart, supposedly. And then, you know, the stupid arguments, the divisive arguments, you know, the divisive arguments of choosing one over the other. And so why am I thinking about all this, and why am I talking about all of this? Because... In a society that now values a piece of paper behind you, or that traditionally has valued, you have this piece of paper that means that you are somehow, quote-unquote, more intelligent than X percentage of the population, and somehow are better, which is not true. You then get into things like, okay, well... If we were to examine everybody's life, everybody who's ever taken, let's say everybody from 2008 till now, for the past 12 years, who graduated from every single university in North America, and every single thing that has happened in their lives that that we consider to be heinous acts or to be evil acts, quote-unquote evil acts, quote-unquote heinous, illegal acts, acts that we deem to be, quote-unquote, against the norm, then there's this conflict in the idea of if at the very least intelligence being one way to prove it is through university or college and at the very least there is a conflict of what we call morals (laughs) you know what I'm saying so what are two experiences that I can think of I can think of many but there's two that came to mind so go to a you're bartending at a certain event quote unquote lifestyle event and everybody who shows up has so many experiences very educated people people across the spectrum I'm sure blue collar, white collar, grey collar, pink collar all in one room engaging in this one particular subculture with a specific set of rules and norms they all have various careers, they all have various income levels, and they're all under this one roof to do this one specific thing. So, <laughs> with that said, I guess I don't know where I'm really going with this. The norms, right. So, you get a variety of people breaking what we perceive to be the norms of monogamy and, you know, everybody gets their partner and so on this is a subculture that we're dealing with here now also then we have people like rob ford (laughs) then we have people like you know i'm thinking of let's say how can i phrase this so that you understand exactly what i'm saying without me having to really put it all out there back in the state of fiendagery the purchasing of quote-unquote things now the person from which the things are purchased 
not only had one, but had two master's degrees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't mean anything. Your piece of paper that says you got this, you, you, you're qualified now in X. Does not, does not equal morals. And maybe I'm just in my own, like, kind of, like, previous research of this topic and my own sort of... Maybe my maybe my understanding of this is flawed, but for some reason I always get this tone, especially from people who've been to university. Because again, I've been on both sides. I've been in the university. I've also been in college. I've also been in the trenches on the streets. I've also not. I've been housed and living a better life. There's always this undertone of somehow the university people are the ones who can, you know who can make the most morally sound decision because they can make the most educated decision because there is a certain amount of, you know, they have a certain amount of logic that they have either developed or is inherent to them. And, you know, when the way I just said that, there, there's a leap between the morals and the intelligence. But it gets, it, I'm telling you, it gets, <laughs> it gets intertwined. I'm telling you. Try to stick up for people here who can't, won't, you know, be deemed as, you know, you know, we, 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 we used to deem, I, I don't know, like I, in the, in the morning I was, I was, um, <laughs> I know I'm all over the place here. In the morning I was in the shower thinking about the whole OAC slash grade 13 thing, having, having an extra year of high school that really allows you to mature even if that's not the, the actual stated purpose. It gives you time to mature before you go off and you do whatever. I wish that shit was still around when I was in high school. I know it's done and it's gone. Who cares? But, <laughs> but I would love... Okay, my, my unborn children. They should have a grade 13. Because it allows them to have one more year of development. It allows them to maybe do something for one year. that you know plenty of people take their a year off but i think that whole concept of throwing a 17 year old into a place where they have to decide for them. no 17 year old can be that well i was gonna say no 17 year old can be that intellectually superior that they actually are you know i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say here i think 17 year olds are gonna get thrown into this scenario this false environment of university which as long as you score high you're you're deemed as smart when and this is kind of originally where i was going some of the most a evil b immoral c stupid d you know abc yeah abc d stupid including myself apparently you know we're all all could be found there all kind all people with all manners of addictions People with all manners of histories have been found in this place. Could be, could be found, found in this particular environment. It's a false environment with a false premise, with a false set of values. Maybe 150, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, whatever. Not now. Anyway, man, this short. I'm running out of time here. Peace.